0: we have more than 20% market share in the domestic market and in the export market also we have presence in east africa and and philippines going forward if you talk about evolution what we have realized is that over the period of last one decade we have built expertise on this tech stacks right. right and this tech stacks is not limited to to only agriculture we can also look to implement it into different industries and and look forward to target beyond agriculture as well
1: Hi, welcome to Forbes India's The Daily Tech Conversation, where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs, CXOs, and investors from around the world whose work has a bearing on India. I'm Hari Arakali, and my guests today are Devendra Gupta, Pratik Singhal, and Vivek Pandey, co founders of EcoZen Solutions, who offer motor controls, IoT tech, cold storage, and energy storage products powered by solar energy. In this episode, The trio talk about how they started with customers in the agri-sector, establishing significant market share. They are now looking to expand into other areas, including the electric vehicle space and markets outside India. Devendra, Pratik, Vivek, uh, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, Let's just start with a little bit of a backgrounder, tell us about uh, uh, what got you the idea of this company? What was it at that time and how you started it? And you all started straight out of college, uh, IIT Kharagpur. Uh, Tell us a bit about that, and then we'll go from there. Sure.
2: So EcoZen was started while we were students at IIT Kharagpur. Uh, We three were pursuing mechanical engineering, and uh, that is how we met. We worked together on some interesting projects. One of them was ensuring that the whole college campus became more energy efficient. We uh, also went to Kolkata to work in a foundry and help them uh, improve their overall energy uh, utilization. Mm. Apart from that, we also built a wave power harnessing device and other projects like that. And we felt that these uh, projects were quite interesting and could have significant uh, commercial impact as well so that got us thinking that uh, instead of taking the conventional route of first going and learning more or working in a company whatever we have been doing could this add real value to the uh, world and that is what got us started uh, with EcoZen. and uh, in that journey we met a bunch of farmers uh, we were part of this rural development course at iit kharagpur And we saw that energy access was a big problem. Later, when we met uh, a few of them in Chhattisgarh, we saw that they had water on the field, uh, but they were not able to do irrigation because of lack of availability of uh, economical power. And that got us thinking that uh, a large part of the country uh, is uh, not irrigated. Uh, I think the numbers are like less than forty percent is irrigated. and we started working towards building solar irrigation as a solution. And uh, we started deploying that solution from 2012 to 2013. And uh, what was very heartening for us was when we visited a bunch of those farmers after 18 months, we saw that their previously barren land was now lush green, and they were able to do more harvests in a year. And that it led to more production and hence more income. What we learned from them was that while the income uh, uh, production went up, the income did not go up proportionally. And that got us thinking that uh, what exactly is the problem. So we realized it's a value chain problem and they are afraid that their produce will perish. So they sell it off however and wherever they can for whatever price. So we went ahead to build another solution uh, using the core technology stack that we had developed for the solar company Bit itself that is the ecofrost uh, which is a solar based cold room. and we innovated on a uh, energy storage technology over here we also built in uh, iot and uh, smart analytics around uh, our products so that we can service them remotely and ensure that they are providing a good amount of reliability to the customers and yeah so that is how uh, ecofrost uh, came about to be, and today I think the uh, very large number of farmers, more than hundred thousand farmers, are directly or indirectly uh, using our product on their fields. So that is uh, the background uh, for you mm. I I
1: mean, more than ten years back, I guess the the idea of startup probably was not very fashionable uh, in India. But you guys decided to become entrepreneurs straight out of uh, college. Uh, uh, tell us briefly about the first uh, couple of years, uh, also from the point of view of uh, how you chose uh, solar energy-based products uh, as the area that you want to work. Uh, what you know, what is the reason for that? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And, and some of the early things that you did you know, before you uh, developed the, uh, I guess, what is today Ecotron? the uh, Probably the early version of that.
2: So I think the early days were a little crazy we had uh, received a few offers uh, from different universities and jobs and we had deferred them for a year. Mm -hmm. uh, We were thinking that we will give this a shot for a year and see how it goes. If it doesn't go well, then we will probably go and take up those offers. But what we learned at the end of one year was that probably having that office at the back of the mind wasn't very helpful and was not helping us to give our best That is when we went ahead and we declined on those and uh, really decided to give a full hearted uh, effort and attempt on ecosystem. Solar was, uh, so I don't, I won't say that we are a solar company. I would Mm. say we are a technology company, which is building great technology around motors, controls, IOT, energy storage, and so on. Mm. And like for any car company, like petrol and diesel is the fuel they use, solar is the fuel we use. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that is the way we like to look at it. Uh, mm-hmm. the solar was something which was preferred because it is available everywhere, okay, and you don't have to go and deliver solar energy to a location every day because mm-hmm. thankfully, sun does that for us. So, that is why we chose solar, is what I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, this in the sense that uh, give us a sense of what uh, EcoZen has evolved into today. So yeah, maybe you can talk about uh, now how you see the company today. What is the vision that the three of you have for the company? And and then, yeah, you, you mentioned some of the technologies that, that you're building. So give us a sense of what EcoZen has evolved into. Uh, maybe even talk about uh, uh, its reach today. I mean, I, uh, I read that you have now, uh, you're now available in Kenya and other markets. So yeah, tell us a little bit of all of that.
0: Sorry, uh, as, as Devin was mentioning that, uh, initially when we started off, we got some exposure to the rural market, right. And in the rural market, one of the problems, which we started off with was tackling the irrigation and secondly, uh, the cold chain came into picture because we thought that, I mean, this is the best way by by which the farmer's livelihood can actually be be increased. Right. Solar happened to it because we were targeting rural segment and decentralized powerhouse, If you see solar is one energy, which is available everywhere. And all the technological stack, which we have developed, which we talked about motor controls, IoT, analytics, and energy storage, these were all were driven uh, by solar and then, and all the impact which we have created till now, more than 80,000 solar irrigation systems, which we have delivered on the field, more than 500 solar cold rooms are uh, there Mm. and 1 lakh plus farmers are using our products currently directly or indirectly. We have Mm. more than 20% market share in the domestic market and in the export market also we have presence in East Africa and, and Philippines Mm. going forward. If you talk about evolution, what we have realized is that over Mm. the period of last one decade, we have built expertise on this tech stacks right and this tech stacks is not limited to to only agriculture we can also look to implement it into different industries and and look forward to target beyond agriculture as well so some of the developments which we have done while uh, evolving this right this will help us to basically attack the other markets so we have been working in the pumping industry uh, to deliver motors which are highly efficient Currently, we are using magnet-based motors. We also have the plan to come up with new type technologies around it, which can actually attack the EV market as well. Okay. So the vision, the, in short, the vision of all three of us is that let's take this technology, make it more of sector agnostic, and try to scale it up both domestically as well as in exports by getting to different geographies. And that would basically bring this scale to the Organization.
3: I just just like to add that, uh, you know, as far as the vision goes, uh, with the given technology stacks that Prateek talked about, uh, we would like to go ahead and, uh, you know, target uh, markets which are where, you know, the technology stacks are like anything that cools uh, can uh, use my technology stack, anything that moves can use our technology stack, be it energy storage, be it uh, motor controls, the IoT bit. You know, So we are targeting, uh, you know, cre- trying to create uh, deep tech and climate smart uh, technology on the front of cooling as well as, you know, uh, any, any motor application. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Give us uh, some context. Uh, over the years, uh, what did you learn about what are the biggest problems, uh, you know, that uh, farmers, uh, agriculturists were facing? where your products you know were really relevant
0: so one of the major challenges which we uh went through Ari was that uh, uh creating awareness among the farmers was very challenging because hmm. we were trying to provide a technology which which was like little advanced to them right when we talk about the solar pump irrigation the controllers were smart we were educating them that they should use the iot to to get the sense of the health of the motors and other stuff so creating awareness among them making them understand that they, if they adopt to such technologies, it will help them to save money. It will help them to improve their livelihood was, was challenging. In Mm. case of gold storages, right. As Devin was saying that the, the major behavior they were showing was that the moment they used to harvest their produce, they want to get rid of it because they want to get the, whatever price they get, they want to, to get it immediately. Mm. So making them understand that. By having access to a, a cooling technology, you don't have to to have the stress of selling it immediately. These things can be preserved in a proper way in a in a in a controlled atmosphere, right? Which will help you to to translate. I mean, to, to get a better price by holding it and and also by basically uh, taking it to the farther market. This was a new concept which we were trying to advocate in the rules segment. So. Mm. Creating demonstrations, creating, uh, I mean, doing experiments around them, trying to uh, work on different commodities and giving them insights that how much shelf life can increase, all those things we had gone through. Mm-hmm. So that is something which we have seen. I mean, uh, if you want to advocate a technology in this sector, I mean, it's very important to 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 do demonstrations, to to to, underst- to make them understand, make them feel from mm-hmm. inside that, okay, this is something which they that will help them to, 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 to improve their life. Secondly, since it's a technology, they were also worried about the after sale service. Okay. Mm. So in order to create a, to, uh, a comfort around that, uh, the overall, uh, the data, which we collect from the systems, we tried to develop a lot of algorithms around it through which we use, we are sending them SMS and pop-ups. So for example, a simple example is that if you're not keeping your solar modules clean, right? The performance of the system will get affected. But we are trying to to, to get that information by doing some sort of a analytics at our end and, and pushing them those SMS, so that they understand how to use it, so that the best out of the technology can come out of it. Similarly, if there is some problems which can happen in the system, we basically have algorithms running at our platform, through which we are able to predict those issues beforehand, so that my service engineers can actually Connect to them and take action before the failure happens, and this in total will help them to will help us also to to develop their confidence in in these new technologies.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, now explain the the technology a little bit more uh, for both your products on your website. the The main products that you have listed, uh, one is the pump. Uh, if I'm right, the EcoTron, which you call, and uh, EcoFrost, which is the the cold storage room, both powered by solar power, um, give us a sense of you know some of the innovations in your products uh, that you're really proud of.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, so Hari, um, so, uh, if you look at our website, we have uh, two or three uh, main technology uh, aspects or products that we have. Uh, one is the first one is Ecotron, right? So Ecotron is about uh, efficient motors and motor controls. Okay. So when I say efficient motors, uh, we are talking about motors which are uh, much more efficient con- compared to your conventional motors. So we use on technology stacks like uh, permanent magnet synchronous motor, uh, internal, uh, you know, so then uh, synchronous reluctance motors, switch reluctance motors are things that we are, uh, you know, doing and some of them are in our pipeline. Uh, you know, key innovations which are required are majorly on motor controls front where we have been able to develop products which can run on solar energy as a power source. Uh, and can run any of these uh, kind of motors, right? And some of these motor technologies are very challenging to, uh, to 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 be able to be adopted in the industry. So, for example, switched reluctance motor is something which is relatively new in terms of uh, you know coming to the market and that is something where we are also working to create a, a new technology out of that. Uh, there are some innovations on that front where uh, you know, Ecotron as a technology stack is also being used to Create a powerhouse for, uh, for the end users. So for example, a, a farmer using um, uh, pumping up uh, the, the system for pumping application for, I don't know, three months in a year. So the rest of the nine months, they can actually use it for multiple applications, like their personal vehicle charging when it comes to electric vehicles. They can power their homes with that, they can power their farms with that. So creating mm-hmm. Uh, all round usage of the available solar energy on the farm is something that we have done and we have done that well. Uh, of course, we are a lot of uh, a, a big way to go uh, till we are able to say that, OK, and now we are able to target um, you know, all the applications very, very well in a decentralized form. So that is about uh, Ecotron. So essentially it's a solar pump controller. It's a connected and a smart controller where uh, we have been able to develop technologies like, um, you know, remote controls, remote updates, uh, you know, so, so that helps maximize the uptime that helps monitor health, a lot of predictive analytics on that front as well. So those are some of the parts of our technology stack that we are really proud of. Um, on, the, on the EcoFrost side, it's it's about cooling. Uh, it is used for storage of perishables like fruits, vegetables, and flowers. Uh, it's a portable unit which can move from one place to another. So whenever some you know farmer requires it only for three months, they can use it for three months and it goes to another place. It can be used by supply chain companies as well. And some of the key innovations again th- these are these are highly connected uh, products with similar features I talked about um, earlier. The key innovation over there is on energy storage and thermal energy storage and motor controls combined is something that we have been able to uh, do very, very well. You know, so if you if look at maybe the first ice uh, was made artificially back in 1853, you know, that is when some, some uh, patent was filed around that. We are creating ice, uh, ice form of backup. Uh, to cater to uh, the industry for you know, food security, be it on fruits and vegetables or meat and fish and those kind of sites. Uh, mm-hmm. we have been able to do it through innovation, where we have been able to uh, you know uh, design heat exchangers which are responsible for creating energy storage very very efficiently without losing a lot of energy, which typically you know has been a problem in the ice storage segment, and we have been able to create uh, patentable technologies around that. Um, you know even um, uh, maybe 200 years since the first ice was born uh, artificially so uh, yeah that is that <laughs> on the iot itself when we talk about iot we don't just talk about connectivity uh, from the device to the server but we also talk about uh, you know the algorithms which are actually making the overall system smart uh, mm-hmm. and, and we have uh, developed core algorithms to predict motor issues um, you know a simple example in a cold storage is that you know any air conditioning system is prone to um, let's say gas leakage failures we can predict gas leakage the moment this happens you know if there is a slow leakage we can predict it very very uh, effectively without really uh, you know waiting for the product to actually fail uh, and and we can service them very very quickly and this has applications across the industry whether i have done it for my own cold room uh, but uh, we we can apply this anywhere you know, and we are uh so uh similar similar analytics and uh you know deep tech, I would say uh, learning algorithms and those kind of things have helped us get to a level where we can really call our product uh, smart. Uh we also foresee to use these technologies as of course at other places, be it cooling, be it any other motor application, uh, to really create value out of the smartness of the product. Yeah. Mm. And you
1: know, given that. Uh, we are all currently at the very sort of early stages of making this transition to more sustainable technologies uh, using renewables, using IoT and so on. Uh, I I would think that initially, in general, costs tend to be higher for all these products and technologies. Uh, Give us a sense of, uh, you know, some of the advantages that would, you know, in the medium to long term, make your products, you know, I guess in a, in the sense of a total cost of ownership, uh, much more advantageous for your customers. Right. So, uh,
3: Hari, I would to that I would say that um, any point of time you are adopting a newer technology. And uh, you know, so, so, if you look at telecom technology, it is used by masses, right? But when, when mm-hmm. a company is using it for machines, uh, you may not be able to uh, provide as much, uh, uh, you know the cost for you will definitely be higher because the volumes are much much lower but having said that so so if i talk just about uh, iot um, iot finds use when you are spending the money on iot the money spent is definitely you know dis- disproportionately lower compared to the amount of benefit that you have got you know so that that helps propel adoption very quickly we faced this mm-hmm. issue of course when 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 we were very young uh, when we are not uh, as a as a company where we very young we had smaller footprints on the ground., uh, you know the cost of doing this and and uh, you know w- was of course a little higher. But as the volumes increase starts making sense. right mm. uh, similarly, if you if you look at uh, you know technologies, uh, for example, solar itself, right, uh, that has inherent uh, you know that was inherently more expensive when when we had started. Uh and and the simple reason was the amount of volumes which are going in the in the world market, the, the cost of making that technology. But the when, when it comes to us, let's say a supply chain company or a farmer who is using it for saving their produce, the cost of solar does not matter with that. You know, if somebody is able to effectively use my cold room, uh, the cost of additional solar panels over there, now it has drastically come down, of course, because of a lot of you know uh, developments across the world. But that additional cost does not pinch them because the amount of uh, let's say uh, you know, the amount of uh, money paid for solar is this is very very low as compared to the amount of additional value generation that they are able to do because of you know for an industry it could be because of diesel savings you know carbon abated and those kind of stuff you know directly it is linked to cost for farmers it is directly related to the amount of value that they are additionally uh, able to create for per kg of their produce right. So, so I, I think on all these fronts, be it uh, new technologies on the energy storage, you know, a motor is run without a controller today. Uh, of course, in our homes, the, there is an additional cost to running it with with a smart uh, controller, which is uh, able to save energy. Uh, for 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 somebody like let's say a homeowner, it the amount of energy efficiency that it is bringing may not be uh, you know paid back in let's say one year or two years. so, so it, there could be uh, a barrier to entry over there but slowly that that cost different gets minimized and and we are driving that you know from all angles while our volumes are increasing we are becoming more and more uh, you know technology oriented so we are also innovating on the cost of the product uh, and that is how we, we we see ourselves going forward as well you know, adoption of uh, newer things to drive sustainability, be it cost sustainability, environment sustainability, uh, is, is something that would drive us.
0: Yeah. Sir, yeah. I want to add one more point here. So, I, I want to take analogy from the tractor industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, initially, when the tractor came, it was a new technology which was introduced to the farmers. right? So, initially, the operability uh, was a challenge. So, the government uh, assisted in that. But gradually when the overall technology stack around the tractor starts evolving, started evolving, like people started integrating various other active equipments to it. right? Then it became a decentralized powerhouse for them. And then the farmers started buying it without the government support as well. And today you can see that both the private as well as the, the subsidy market both coexist, right? I see that we as a company, since we are making this motor controls at our end, by increasing the utility of the same controller, which we are giving it to the farmer to run the irrigation and load right now, if we can actually enable them to run other applications as well, with the same set of solar panels, which are there on the field, right? Mm. I see that the adoption will further increase and the farmers would try to, to own it. Mm. So the simple example is the same controller can also be used with some sort of a software development and, and some hardware add ons to it. Uh, to run their other equipments like threshers or maybe uh, tillers, and, and in future I see that EVs will also become popular in the rural segment. So they will might be also possessing some two wheelers with them. So those two wheelers can also get charged with the same controllers which we are now providing with the help of a battery charger which can be attached to. So these are the tech stacks which will help us to basically make them realize that if they possess this their multiple applications can be can be uh, run through the same so that is how I, I see that this will evolve over time mm.
1: and and from a, uh, a simple sort of uh, business model explanation perspective, just give us a sense of uh, how ecozen works. Do you mostly rely on selling your products uh, or is there a services aspect to it and and of course today you are uh, are you available across india um, and and uh, do you manufacture your products yourself or do you have uh, partners who manufacture to your to your design and specifications? Tell us a little bit about all of this.
2: So, uh, as EcoZen, I think we have uh, we are a tech company, and uh, we do not uh, own assets on our books. We do not. I think we do it for a bit of tiles, etc. But uh, we do not tend to be uh, asset heavy. So, we're working with a lot of partners wherein uh, we're creating specific entities or partnerships where we can sell our uh, products to them. And then we help those companies to offer those products as a service model forward to different uh, players in the agri value chain. Mm. So, so, for example, uh, there is a model of EcoFrost, wherein EcoFrost is offered on a lease basis to mm. both the farming communities and the supply chain companies.
0: Mm.
2: Okay, and uh, these can be funded by someone like a Servogram, for example. And mm. uh, uh, SilverGram would own these assets, and ecosystem will help uh, servergram in deploying these assets to these uh, companies and farmers. So. In that way, it becomes like a monthly uh, rental or a quarterly rental for the uh, customers and users, and uh, they get more benefit from them by using the product right then. So uh, they are doing what they are good at, is using the product and creating more value for themselves. Uh, Servagram is doing what Servagram is good at, is understanding the risk and financing this risk for a return over the longer run. And we are doing what we are good at, is building good technology and driving product application. Okay, So this is the way we uh, have been uh, deploying the solutions to the farming community. And we see uh, more such kind of models being developed. We are looking to do something along the similar lines in a big way in Kenya as well right now, uh, where we have plans to deploy around 1,000 units approximately. Uh, Also, when we talk about manufacturing, all these core technology stacks that we are talking about are built in-house. Of course, Mm -hmm. we source certain subcomponents or subcomponent assemblies uh, where specialized machining or specialized uh, manufacturing work is required. It doesn't make sense for us to do in-house. And uh, we kind of do the whole assembly and the quality testing uh, in-house as well. Other mm. than that, we kind of try and outsource the remaining components, which come to our facility and where we put the whole products together. So that is how mm. we are structured. as today, mm.
1: and and in your recent uh, press note where you announced uh, a, a portion of a fundraise of an ongoing fundraise, you also talked about uh, uh, growing pretty fast, uh, being a bit positive. Uh, Give us a snapshot of all of that, your total funding, some of your important investors, uh, how you're growing.
2: Sure. So we are already uh, a bit positive. I think the last year we uh, closed uh, at being a bit positive. This year, we are more looking at being uh, profitable. Uh, We firmly believe that this next decade is going to be about unicorns, which are going to be sustainable as well. And uh, climate uh, tech, climate smart tech is going to be at the forefront of it because uh, the climate uh, change is really a big thing and it's a big deal. What we saw with COVID was just uh, something very small. And if that has the capacity to shake us so deep, climate change can be potentially catastrophic. So we feel that uh, the uptrend around uh, the electric mobility Around making things smarter so that resource efficiency is ensured. And all of these themes will uh, be a key driver for the future growth of the organization. Okay. Uh, which will ensure that we're able to grow exponentially. If I were to even talk about uh, the products and the markets where we are working today, we are seeing a CAGR which is higher than 60-70% year on year in terms of the demand that is there. And mm-hmm. we uh, around 20 uh, percent market share approximately in the uh, product segment on the solar pumping market and we would have i think more than 50 percent uh, i think this data is dated three years or two years back but we would probably have more than 50 percent market share in the uh, sustainable cooling uh, bit as well for agriculture so looking at uh, from this standpoint we see even the domestic market with the uh, growth rate and our market share, uh, we would get significant growth. Then we are looking at expanding beyond the domestic market to other markets in uh, other countries like Africa uh, in other continents like Africa, Southeast Asia. And uh, then we are also looking at uh, getting into these new sectors over the course of time. So We see that uh, our current business itself is undergoing a change and exports will be another J, and then uh, diversifying into these other sectors would be a third J curve. So we see a series of at least three J curves there for yeah. the organization, and we're already at a uh, hundred crores. The vision is to more than uh, <laughs> direct this in the very near future. Mm. So, yeah, and in terms of the investments, uh, we had raised uh, initial funding from Omnibo Partners, and they have been one of the most supportive investors who came in and backed us pretty early. Then we uh, were supported by Caspian, Triodos, uh, Innovation in Food and Agriculture uh, funds as well. And in this round, we have uh, Dare Ventures also uh, coming in uh, with the check. And there are a lot of very supportive uh, debt partners whom we have been working with, like Samunati, Caspian, Northern Arc, OHICO, etc and uh, we uh, are still in process of uh, closing the remaining part of our funding and there is some more news expected very soon uh, we can't disclose it at this point in time but yeah and a large part of this funding will go into the capacity expansion to deliver on this domestic and export demand and also to productize our technology for these other sectors
1: okay Oh, uh, the next 12 months or so, uh, what would you say, uh, would be your top priorities?
0: Sure. So, uh, in the next 12 months, Ari, the major priority for us would be to, to, to basically double the revenue, which we have done last year. Okay. So mm-hmm. expanding the current uh, offerings in the export market to create, uh, to cater to the, to the demand of our offerings would be the main priority mm-hmm. and also uh, increasing our market share in the overall solar pumping and cold room market, which we have been doing, is something which we would uh, look to focus upon. So it's it's more about now to cater those demand. Uh, definitely, we'll also increase our internal capacity as well. So the production capacity expansion would also happen, and so uh, the the. In short, the, the revenue metrics, the the uh, the bottom line is something which we would try to focus to increase the profitability because as Devin was saying that last year we have across 100 crores landmark and have been EBITDA positive, we would want to be batch positive and, and scale ourselves further. So this would be the major focus uh, in the next 12 months.
1: All right. Excellent. Uh, very nice. First update uh, for me on Ecosen, Devendra Pratik Vivek, thank you so much again for making time for this and definitely hope to keep the conversation going.
0: Thank you, Hari. Thank, thanks for giving us the opportunity to express ourselves.
2: Yeah, Hari, I think uh, we do want to share the kind of work we are doing and uh, I think uh, through this platform uh, the given an opportunity to do so. So really thankful to uh, you for making this happen.
1: That's it for this conversation. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali, thank you for listening.